Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute today, we'll focus on Proverbs Proverbs chapter 16 and verses 9. And it reads, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. It's wise to make plans and, and to set goals, but we must remember God is in control of every circumstance. The writer of Proverbs 16 opens with, this, with, with the words, The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16 verse 1. God is interested in even the slightest details of our lives, and no plan can succeed apart from his purpose. Even our best efforts will amount to nothing without God's blessing. The psalmist echoes the words of Proverbs, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Psalms 21, 27 and verses 1. See, friends, no amount of talent, skill, effort, or planning will be fruitful unless God purposes for it to succeed. Self-reliance isn't a positive attribute. God views it as sin. As we make plans, we must prayerfully consult the Lord and seek his guidance. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right, all right. We are back like we never left. Tired of your face, Ezra. Uh, you, you, you are just getting started, <laughs> so you have to deal with this face <laughs> as long as, as you can. Oh, but, you know, that's a nice way of saying, you know, I'm happy to be with you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ezra, I know, sure. I know, I know. Yeah. Tough love, tough love. Yeah. But anyways, it's it's today I want to jump right in. Yes. In the area that you struggle most. Okay, you struggle with the <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> pandemic one, right? About homeschooling, you know, in the last episode, in the last episode, we're able to talk about how, you know, Nancy, uh, she's been able to journey this journey. She has now three kids. Of course, now she has four kids. But um, how her second child had um, special needs yeah. and school, traditional school was not working for, for them and specifically they wanted private Christian type of education and it wasn't working yeah. and, 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 the, and the, the child is in this spectrum where it's almost an missed, they can go missed because it's not this uh, Nancy knows how to say it better. I don't want to butcher this. No, even, the, even though I'm vegetarian, the, the, the needs of the child would not have been met. Yes, in a, way that in a public school, the or, yeah, and then private right, was too yeah. rigid. So they decide this whole concept of homeschooling. So Nancy, just take it away. Yeah. That conversation, you sit. Man, I'm just imagining me having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> how does that go through? Is there sweating? Is there crying? Is there fear? Is there? How do you start? How do you just even start with this whole homeschooling thing? With the conversation, yeah. I don't think honestly it wasn't a conversation that happened in a day. Okay. Um, this was 
options. We'd been talking about options. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd seen the needs that our kids had. They were very different. Mm-hmm. Um, the two older ones, their needs were different. Mm-hmm. One needed more, just more validation mm-hmm. that he was smart, that he was capable, that he was, you know, he wasn't all these things that his environment was telling him that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say the main with him, you know, he's a boy. I think oftentimes boys, as they're growing up in this country, especially black boys, you know, they, they're very adorable when they're little. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start to grow up and they become young black men. And I think there's a societal expectation or these preconceived notions um, um or stereotypes mm-hmm. sometimes that uh, oftentimes, maybe not even consciously or subconsciously, there's things that even teachers or people around kids might perceive mm-hmm. children, especially young black children, mm-hmm. as being or um, that are not necessarily the truth. And I think oftentimes kids can pick up on these things. You know, I'm being true. You know, I'm getting up to use the bathroom um, and the teacher is saying that I'm being disruptive or I'm um, saying something to a student who's a girl and all of a sudden I'm in trouble for saying something even though I didn't mean it a certain way and it's like excessive, almost punishment to a point. Um, and we we found ourselves in a situation where we... Con- constantly there was always something um that our son was doing at school and it's like this does not reflect the same kid that we have at home um and initially you know being african parents i think our response was what are you doing you know be in line do do your work do this do that and i think he kept communicating to us like mom dad like i'm i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i just i don't understand why i'm constantly in trouble for doing the same things that other kids are doing um and so we had to go back and realize you know after watching him we started to sense that he was it was starting to affect him his self esteem um and we knew that if we continued on this path, eventually he would internalize those things. And we just, that's not the young man that we wanted to raise. And so we, the, the discussion for homeschooling had been happening at that point. You know, what options do we have for a second son? Um, even the teachers had kind of hinted <laughs> that he might need just a different environment than what we're able to give him here. And so we'd been discussing that. And when we started having these issues with our oldest at school, we wanted to just jump right in and advocate for him. Um, but the response we got after trying to advocate for him was very disheartening um, and very discouraging. And so we found ourselves in a place where we had to make a choice between do we send him back to this space where he has to be everything but himself or do we find another way to just uplift him and maybe work on things that he needs to work on but from an environment that's not going to tear him down first. And so we... We went to the school, and when we left, walking out of the school, we walked out with my son, and we asked him right then and then. We said, you know, this is where open to homeschooling you. 
or you can come back to school. It's up to you. You know, we've done our best to advocate for you, yeah. but we're not getting the response that we thought we would mm. back. And so it's your choice. We're giving you the option. And he was like, you know, I, I can try homeschooling. Um, I'd like, he, he made it clear that he likes school and that was the challenging mm-hmm. part. Our oldest loves school. Mm-hmm. He thrives in a school mm-hmm. environment, but he was really struggling. Mm-hmm. And so for him, he made that clear. He said, I love school. I don't want to go out of school, but I will homeschool mm-hmm. for this year mm-hmm. and then we can reevaluate next year. And so, but to get to that place where we could even give him that option, um, was it wasn't easy because <laughs> mm. that meant one of us was going to be home mm-hmm. to homeschool, mm-hmm. one of us was going to be out of work, um, to p- be a teacher. Um, it meant our household was going to go from two income to one income. Um, so there was a lot of things that we were dealing with while making this decision and looking at, and so there were sacrifices that we had to make in our lifestyle, in um, maybe the things that we wanted to do, the trips that we wanted to take, the things that we wanted to provide to the kids to make that a reality. And by that time, we'd been talking enough that we were in a place where it was scary. I want to say for me, I think as a mother, my my basic instinct was to provide to my children. And so all these things, the finances, all of that was secondary to that. But I want to speak for my husband. (laughs) As a man, as a provider, naturally, that's his first biggest fear was, of course, the financial Financial. side of things. How are we going to manage it? How are we going to figure this out? Um, And we did. We, We made sacrifices. It was hard. It was a transition. But I want to say, again, a testament to God. And when God, when God's hand is in something, honestly, when we went into homeschooling, yes, our, our finances, our income went from two to one. Mm-hmm. Within a year of that, my husband was able to get promoted and get um, to a place in his career where my income had been mm-hmm. replaced. And I'm not saying that, that that's what happened, but I we strongly feel that making space for one of us to be home, for him to actually now mentally focus on work and have not have to juggle, you know, not have to constantly fight and be like, you know, you he needs to be home too. Because that, that's where we were. It was like he had to take leave work early to pick the kids up from school on days that I had clients that I couldn't leave. And so there was my husband um, doesn't work well out of context. He always says that. He's like, if, if I cut on something I'm doing, if I take a break and go do something else, then it just kind of messes his thought process up. And so he constantly had to do that, to leave work early, to come pick up the kids, come back home, and then start working again after hours. And then it was affecting, you know, that family unit. You know, now we're not having dinner as a family. We're not doing, you know, our faith life. Mm -hmm. And all the things that we envisioned as being the grounding things that we really wanted, the culture that we wanted in our home, which was 
to have a shared faith with our kids, to have a family unit where we were working together and showing up as a family. And so being able to make that sacrifice, you know, when we did, we didn't anticipate that God was going to show up in the mm. way that he did. But once we trusted and we did it, it's amazing the doors that God opened as a result of us taking that step and making that sacrifice. Um, but so we did, we, we ended up, so initially we'd been thinking about homeschooling for our second son, but then our first son ended up needing <laughs> us to have this option for him more than even our second son. And so we brought both of them home and I just jumped into homeschooling. Um, I didn't know anything about homeschooling. <laughs> I just knew that for once I felt I felt like myself. Mm. I had my kids with me. I could provide for their needs in real time. I could see how they were doing. I could see the areas that they were struggling in, in their education, in their social, mental health. And to me, that was more life-giving than any work that I've ever done or anything that I've ever done. Um, and so just starting there... I had I was clueless on curriculum. <laughs> I was clueless <laughs> on teaching styles. I'd never been a teacher. My mom was a teacher, but uh -huh. I'd never been a teacher. But I think just starting there, mm -hmm. just having you know this weight taken off, um, and being in a space where I, I just my children were there, mm -hmm. and then for the first time I recognized what their gaps were in their education by watching how they, just learning their learning styles. I realized my, my kids move. They like to move when they learn. Um, they struggle in these subjects and they thrive in these areas. And so these little things that I started learning, but that took, it took a process of trial and error. Initially when we started, I literally brought school home. We had a desk. They were expected <laughs> to sit. <laughs> we had, same, yeah. yeah, we had everything that they had at school. And quickly, very quickly, I realized that this was not going to work out. They were boys that were throwing pens and chalk <laughs> and Play-Doh and poking each other with pencils. And it was driving me crazy. But the moment I leaned into who they were mm. and how they learn and slowly accepted to teach them in the way that they learn best. Even my, our child on the spectrum started thriving. Um, and that took, again, I'm saying it in like a minute. <laughs> it took two, three years of learning our children, relearning who they are as human beings, what drives them, what challenges them. And for me, that's, that that that's the beauty of homeschooling it's you know nancy you're making it sound so easy, <laughs> so easy. Yeah, I know. it's not and i don't i don't mean to say that i don't mean to say that it's easy it is it's challenging it's challenging on a daily basis being the mother being the teacher being um, responsible for the education, <laughs> the fear of messing up somehow. Um, but again, we live in an amazing country. Mm -hmm. We live in a country that literally, any education-wise, 
I'll say this. I've felt more overwhelmed mm-hmm. by how much resources there are mm-hmm. out okay. there than <laughs> underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had to cut back on curriculum, on resources. The public school is so supportive of homeschool. My children can do any athletic activity that they oh, want wow. through the public school. Once we got my son on the spectrum um, diagnosed and had an actual diagnosis, he could get speech, occupational therapy, and any services through the public school system. He gets in-home therapy for his um, just occupational therapy to help him with his children on the spectrum have balance issues and bilateral stuff that they physical challenges too and so he's able to get therapy in home mm-hmm. you know he can do school and go in the basement and get his therapy mm-hmm. um we can break from school and go to a therapy place if we need to for speech for physical therapy my other kids also have our third one had physical therapy needs that he's he needed, and now he needs occupational therapy too. But all to say, there's these little things that kids struggle with that they need help and resources with. By being with them each day, I'm able to identify those things. I'm able to advocate for them. I'm able to provide these days where... Uh, homeschooling happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's all therapy. <laughs> and then mm. we go back to school Thursday, Friday. Or we can take a day off and go to the museum and actually see something that we're learning about in books and actually learn. We can go to these places when it's just us and everybody else is at school. <laughs> so there's, there's so much. And... Uh, Again, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Our our oldest had to go back to school. We honored that need mm-hmm. for him. He's a child that thrives in a social kind of busy environment. We honored that. We sent him back to school for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as we need, we can pull him back in and send him back as he needs us to show up for him. But again, that couldn't have happened. Or it wouldn't happen if we hadn't created this situation where one of us is present and able to recognize those needs and again i will say it's not for everybody and i know it sounds easy as i'm saying it because we (laughs) we're on a time crunch and i could go into detail no no no. let me say this to the viewers and listeners this is just um a preamble Mm-hmm. We will need a whole series <laughs> yeah. on homeschool. What does a day look like? Where mm-hmm. do people get resources? What what is what are the challenges you face? Are there other homeschooling teams that you partner with? Oh, what yeah. what? So we will need to because we want to create a resource bank yes. mm-hmm. for yes. anyone who will want to do that. But to, but yeah. for the viewers, we want to appetize this you. This is a condensed version. You know, this okay. we're just giving you what is to come yeah. in the near future. So so. Ezra. Um, I know you mentioned it's not it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. and we are not here pushing homeschooling yeah. versus private school or doing public school versus homeschool. But homeschool. But let me do. Let me. I looked at reasons. Research, why, research. Yeah, Mr. my research. research yes, yeah. yes. I looked at reasons why people choose one versus the other. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would people choose homeschooling? You know, the family might have different uh, religious beliefs that are not taught in school, and they they will do it better at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homeschooling offers more specialized education, attention for needs, uh, parents with special needs children, uh-huh. like you, Nancy. Uh, parents may have different educational philosophies that, than public school, so uh-huh. you can do that at home and independently do that. Children progress faster in homeschool 
than public school. Oh, that, wow. That's just a few. Mm-hmm. You know, public school options in the uh, might not offer you know a preferential degree that you want for your kids. But why do people go to public school? Public school has a built-in structure. Mm-hmm. The spines are like structure, so they go for that. You know, many public schools offer sports and elective options like art and music. You know, which may not be available to homeschool students. I'm giving you both, so you know. So teachers are teachers are at public schools are required to carry educational degrees mm-hmm. versus parents. Or you know, uh, public school is typically cheaper than homeschooling. So these are just reasons for you to see what cake fits you better okay. and go with it. Some people need need reasons. But let me ask you: Do you agree that uh, what financially? Okay. I think the financial piece could be financial income. Financial piece is huge. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I feel like that deters more people mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. that might be interested in homeschooling. Um, what was your question as far as Stigma. That? Stigma. Yeah. Community. Oh, community. What people <laughs> think about you? Ah, Nancy's homeschooling. <laughs> How did that go? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> you, you, you used the word weird as you started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Um, I I. See say honestly i have gotten nothing but kindness and acceptance and support from family from the people that i run into in the community but that could also be that i'm running into people that are interested Mm -hmm. in homeschooling Mm -hmm. um i haven't spent enough time in a circle of people that um, feel differently or feel I mean people will say I think the thing that comes up often is socializing yes people will say I, you know what too. about your kids are they gonna be socialized are they how how are you handling that piece are they going to be the weird kids my kids are weird to begin with whether they were in school or not um, in a good way yes, in a yes, beautiful yes, yes, way yes, yes, they yes, are yes. very different and quirky in their own way and I love it um, and for me it's like at home they can actually be themselves, themselves. Yeah. Um, and I love that and they will find spaces where that's accepted um, like you were saying it's teaching them that they also have worth yes, and other yes. people mm-hmm. need right. don't to, need to come feed to, into someone else yeah, they to, don't yeah. need to change to be accepted mm-hmm. but that said socializing uh, or being socialized is important mm-hmm. um, especially during the developmental ages and so homeschooling these you can literally Ezra find any cop that's mm-hmm. out there you can find a super Christian homeschool. You can find a secular homeschool. Um, you can group groups that mm. offer yes, that yes, yes, yes. a socializing group. You can find um, groups for nerdy kids <laughs> that are just into science. Mm-hmm. You can find homeschooling cops just for sports. Mm. Um, just for the parents to socialize. And oh. same as the curriculum. I got burnt out mm-hmm. from social stuff in homeschool. Oh. Our kids ended up, I think, out of fear of them being under socialized, we ended up doing more social stuff than mm-hmm. academic stuff at mm-hmm. a point. And so I had to scale back too and say, oh, they, they're already there with each other, they're with their cousins. They have church faith formation classes every week. They're in athletic activities every week. They are out in the community with people. And I want to say, uh, at least a testament for me for homeschooling, our children, I think because they're 
in a home environment, they have no fear of approaching adults in public. So oftentimes when we're out in public, they're engaging with adults, they're engaging with little kids. And so they are getting opportunities to socialize continually. Um, and so that's the one thing that I think a lot of people ask mm-hmm. as far as stigma. It's weird children. Yeah. And I don't know if statistically most homeschool kids are different. I don't know if, and that's changing, but I don't know if in the past it was because just kids that had different needs yeah. ended up being homeschooled. So naturally they're going yeah, to show yeah, up yeah, but that will differently. Be differently. Yeah, yeah. Um but my experience has been a positive one so but, but, far. But, but even that, Nancy, who's to define what what's weird and what's, what's not weird? Exactly, yeah. right? That's yeah, the problem is that <laughs> simply because majority are doing it, it yeah, looks normal. It shouldn't it, yeah. be normal because some of the things we're doing that are normal are abnormal. Exactly. <laughs> but we've normalized those. <laughs> we've normalized so them, I yeah. think there's, t- there's a part of also countering the culture yeah. of this. Because... How many, and I'm not saying this in a condescending or a bad way, we or I went to a public school here, uh, both in uh, co- college and also high school. Um, but I, I, I also see things that so I can counter things that I, I wouldn't want for my kids in that environment. I, I you know, um, their values that maybe I wouldn't be comfortable with with where I am right now that are being taught there and stuff. So if my kids are not practicing that, naturally they'll look like they're, yeah. weird yeah. in that in that so i think we want to counter that narrative and saying there is normalcy in yeah. these but also put check marks mm-hmm. so that we don't go to the other extremes because yeah. also there are people who are crazy yeah. Yeah. who will shut down kids and have no these and cults and these beliefs and stuff like that mm-hmm. but nancy is too good for that I think it takes a lot of checking. Yeah. I do a lot yes. of checking in. I check in yes. with my husband. Um, I check in with the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to do that. Because, yeah, you can get consumed yeah. if yeah. you're in this space by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't want to... It's easy to end up on the yeah. other extreme. If yeah, and not. and I want to say too, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go a little left. Okay. <laughs> there, there are parents who homeschool and they push this narrative to other parents. Yes, yes. like like it's the only thing yeah. and it's the only right. Or thing. the demonized like, public, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Christian, yeah. You know, so that to those right. parents, I think we, that we should check that yeah. because yeah. what I do, what the decisions I make for my family are what I think I feel after my yeah. research. Speaking to my <laughs> my my part my my wife and all that and that's what I think it feels right. But then yeah. pushing that in my face all yeah. the time, I think that's yeah. or, or, or those know. of us looking people like you who are homeschooling and sometimes drawing conclusions. Conclusion, yes, yeah. Because most people that I have spoken to who are homeschooling, the themes that I have heard. I, I I'm not gifted in research like Kenan, but <laughs> the people that I've spoken to, they've said to me that. A discrimination and racism stuff in school. Yeah, children not fitting in uh, because of skin color race. Mm-hmm. Um, values. Sh- val- no, not even constantly being called in school that your child yeah. did yeah. these yeah. and yeah. did yeah. these, yeah. and and that's not because the child really is doing that because maybe you don't understand how to speak to this child, mm-hmm. and so I think there is need for us to understand that. One person told me this. And I feel like I was beat a lot and punished in school mm. because I wasn't the typical student in yeah. class. I naturally like walking around. I naturally <laughs> don't like <laughs> sitting. I'm okay. jumping from yeah. one thing to another. So sitting in a class, 
<laughs> for three lessons in a row, yeah. I'm going to do something crazy and I'm going to yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. So when one parent told me that my daughter, you know, we discovered that they, she's not like the older daughter. For her, she will be running and jumping from one couch to another, but you give her an exam and she aces it. She yeah. aces, yeah. yeah. And maybe I would have aced all the exams. <laughs> 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 but anyhow, we were, we're going to wrap up because this was a mini-sode to mini-sod, prepare us yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenan, what have you learned? What have you learned so far about this? Um, that, that I can, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Don't make promises in public. <laughs> no, I think from making decisions that fit the needs of my family yes. is important. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it could be homeschooling, it could be going to cho- choosing a yeah. faith or choosing a therapist, choosing a pastor, whatever. If that's, that decision I'm making for my family is what I see fit after my much research, mm-hmm. I think I should go with it and go with it strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think what I'm hearing, then Nancy will have the parting shot here is, I'm I'm hearing be open. Yeah. Be open to learn. Yes. Uh I'm also I'm actually honestly taking curiosity out of this podcast. I'm really really curious to learn more about you know I'll be honest when when Nancy when we met and we were setting up this podcast I told the first time I heard about cuz I haven't seen you in ages. Yeah, ah, Nancy's homeschooling. I'm like Nancy. <laughs> Nancy who? <laughs> Nancy's homeschooling. And then when we met and at, we talked about this. The first thing, you, one of the things you asked me was, I told you that I know a couple of people homeschool. And mm-hmm. to the testament of your openness, like, can you connect me to those people? That mm-hmm. willingness of wanting to learn. And that's the curiosity I'm leaning in. I also want to learn more about this journey. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something for me that I will value most when I have kids is to create an environment where they thrive. And sometimes I don't know. So I'm curious of the next episodes. And if I'm you, why would I not be curious? I mean, we already know Kenan is not going to be curious, and that's already we've <laughs> we've established that. But yeah. why would you not be curious? I will advise you to follow me on this journey of curiosity because we are coming back with more episodes to learn more about uh, homeschooling and the journey and the specifics. But I won't close this without giving Nancy the honors to give us parting shots. Yes. Um. I would say, I like Kenan said, it's not, you know, homeschooling is another option. It's not the only option. And the reason I wanted to share our journey is, again, if I, when I was in that place of exploring options for our family, I would have loved to see someone that looked like me that is doing it, that's doing it that way, doing it differently. You know, it's not one thing. It's very, it can be anything. Mm -hmm. Your children's education can be anything that you want it to look like or what they need. Um, And we're doing everything. We've done public school. We've done private school. We're doing homeschool. We're doing, still doing public school for our oldest. And we're always open to where our kids' educational journeys lead them um but i wanted to just again stress that i think sometimes we assume that we only have one option and there's only one option for all the kids in a family and sometimes it could be that one kid needs 
something completely different from another child. And also to empower that family, that mom, that dad that's out there that really desires to explore the homeschool option, but is, is also struggling with all these things, the finances, the curriculum, the, you know, all the, the little things here and there, and to encourage them that there's so many resources, so many ways, so many options um, to do this and to enjoy doing it, even through the challenges of it. Um, yeah. Awesome. There you have it from Nancy, who has done it all. Public, private, homeschooling, you know, and, and she has stories for ages. I finished with this quote. I saw a, a, a quote or um, something on Instagram that said, no child is parented the same way. Every child is going to be different. Same parents, but you're going to parent every child differently because their needs are going to be different. Don't be that person who tries to do everything the same for every single child because every human being is wonderfully and fearfully a uniquely created for a purpose that is unique to them. I understand them, meet them there, and be the one who holds their hands through their journey of discovering who they are and what they want to do. That has been our time here at Amazing Truth Podcast. Man, until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, because we are coming back like we never left with a new episode that's going to be even deeper than this one. But until then, stay well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.